is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dude to Bet Sports show. We're talking Oakland, we're talking Remington. We're talking NFL a pick or NFL uh, week. I don't know what was that week 14, 15. I don't know. I think and, it's uh, look at this. David Cleveland joining us, and he said Springboard was great. He hit that late pick four. We'll talk about Ooh. it here in a second. Papa dude, how's it going? Well, it's very cold in my neck of the woods, and it's going to get colder. So winter has hit Missouri, Southwest Missouri. Yeah, cold, cold week here in uh, the southwest Missouri area, without any doubt. Uh, I think it's going to get it in the negatives Thursday, maybe Friday. Yeah, I think it's Friday, uh, but the it's the it's the wind. Uh, I think the high is like ten on Friday, but the northwest wind of twenty-seven miles an hour, I believe it is. So it'll be negative wind chill for sure. It's going to be really cold Friday. Be a good uh, weather to just uh, curl up and watch all of our shows this week. We got That's a lot right. coming up, and uh, so yeah, we will definitely be doing all of that. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Davey uh, mentioned it to kick off the show. So the Springboard Mile is great, of course. Davey Cleveland, our local uh, Remington Park uh, guy, there he went the, was at the race, and so uh, he had a good time. Sounds like hit the late pick four, but let's go to Remington Park and let's go to the Springboard Mile first. We're going to talk about a couple of races that happened kind of recap it and uh, we'll, we'll kick it off with the big one the springboard mile wild atlantic storm a horse you talked about a lot on this show and a lot on our daily show gets the job done paying 32 dollars, and then the two big favorites giant mischief and echo again second and third all right papa dude what do you think about uh, this race what were your thoughts well you know it's funny this is an iowa bred horse which mm-hmm. we've talked about the other iowa bred horse a lot tyler's tribe uh, didn't even mention this one. Yeah, he had ran well at Remington or not Remington at uh, Prairie Meadows and then went down to Remington and had been running good. And he was definitely worth a shot. I didn't think he was going to win with these two really good, promising horses in it, but he got a break when Giant Mischief just missed the start and just got so far behind, couldn't quite catch the horse. But we got to give the horse credit, he held him off. Ran extremely well. Beat Echo again, which I would have to say was a big disappointment. He had every chance to win and didn't. So, uh, yeah, a big upset. I'm glad Davey threw this horse in. I definitely would have thrown him in also because he had a chance to win, and he did it. Yeah, real quick on that pick five that Davey and Michael are talking about, 254.90 for 50 cents on that one. And Kind of had some chalky ones, but you also beat two heavy favorites. We'll talk about one uh, in a second in Cattle River who got beat by Reddit, our superstar. That one seemed fairly easy to beat. Uh, This one, I I think it was a little bit – it wasn't tough to get to this horse. It was just how many deep are you going to go here? I would have had to have went three to get to him. I I like this horse third, Uh, and you liked him third as well. Let's talk about those two favorites for a second. Um you said it. No excuse whatsoever for Echo again. None. No. Uh, up the back stretch, I, I was watching with a couple people, and I said, "Yeah, well, that's your winner if he is what everybody thinks he is." Mm-hmm. He just clearly is not. He had trouble switching his leads. Did not run very well at all. 
and you mentioned it, huge excuse for the five giant mischief. Yes. My goodness, got out of the gate and just <laughs> walked for a bit, uh, got yes. way behind. I thought he made a massive move on the turn, got hung out really wide, though. It just could not uh, get the job done because he just kind of flattened out late. Um, the five giant mischief, look out going forward. I think he's got a lot of talent. Or the one echo again, I think you're going to have to cut him back in distance. Yeah, I think there. I think the five was the best horse. Yeah, in the race, don't you? Yep. Because he just blew the start. I and, I think what's going to happen is the five was is going to be the best horse coming out of here, and the nine is going to be that type wild wild Atlantic Storm that he's probably going to make you earn it, right? Like he's a pretty honest horse. We've mm -hmm. seen him get beat before, but he always runs well. He makes you earn it. You better run your your A game to beat him at this kind of level. You mentioned Iowa Breds. How about the Iowa Breds this yeah. year? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Tyler's tribe, we've, we've gushed about. He kind of fell off late, but did really well and beat Open Company up at Prairie Meadows a couple of times. Uh, Ain't Life Grand won the Iowa Derby, went up to run in the Travers. Yeah. And, you know, tough, tough version of the Travers where he could have got third or fourth. And and then this horse wins the Springboard Mile. Incredible. Yeah. It is. I forgot about Ain't Life Grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the star of the meet at uh, Prairie Meadows, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I forgot all about him. So these are really good horses coming out of Iowa. Haven't ever seen this many at one time. So. Yeah, Dr. Tane joins us. Uh, he, we were sweating out that Bears game. Uh, but Dr. Right. And all of us were ready to get that one home. Yeah, yeah, Ain't Life Grand certainly one that uh, has stood out in a big way. Uh, as well as Wild Atlantic Storm and Tyler's Tribe. So the Iowa Breds flexing the muscle, beating open company a few right. times in spots where they were not supposed to. Uh, you know, this horse was 15 to 1, and uh, Ain't Life Grand was double-digit odds as well up there, mm -hmm. winning the Iowa Derby and beating some nice horses there. He so, ought to be about ready to go again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're probably going to aim for uh, one of those uh, older races, older now that he will be four-year-old in a couple of weeks at Oakland. They're probably going to point for that and that makes a lot of sense uh, sure for that but looking forward to seeing him i hope he progresses yeah me too and i i think he will uh last i heard he is progressing so to speak he is getting bigger and stronger so look out i think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to kind of uh, see him next year he he has a look and according to his trainer he probably should be better as a four-year-old so Ooh. We'll see, but we'll see if that guy can train up there in Iowa. I don't know. That's we'll right. We don't know what that guy, that guy sometimes doesn't know what he's doing. That's so. right. All right, let's go. Let's go a few races back to the trapeze stakes. Uh, not an official Kentucky Oaks prep, but I thought this was a really nice performance. One that will jump on the Kentucky Oaks trail. Uh, we talked about Olivia Twist a lot. You were kind of between the three and the eight. The three just simply dominated in the spot. What were your thoughts of Olivia Twist? Oh, I think this is a nice looking little filly here. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, she got some promise. Yeah, really ran well. Uh, the eight ran real well too, didn't it? <laughs> well, you know, the eight was was the one you kind of liked, and I liked the three. We were really between those two, and yeah. the eight seemed to be there, and then it was almost like something happened, and she just yeah. quit. Uh, That's true. She's better than last. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But this is a good-looking little filly that we need to keep an eye on here. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis chimes in, and him and I were talking during uh, the Remington Park night. Uh, they had another live stream, and I jumped on there for a second just in the chat to see what those guys were up to. And 
um yeah it was it was fun talking to you as well dennis and uh yeah we, we had a lot of fun those last four or five races so olivia twist looks good we'll see her next time uh in a stakes probably what's your guess oakland i would imagine i would think they would take that horse over there yeah yeah that'd be a logical choice you got to run i mean that tracks some you know so good you got to take that horse over there and see yep. how she stacks up against the best well she's three for three so we'll see how it goes right. there all uh, right one for you, question for you okay uh, comment didn't how many how many winners did we hit at remington on saturday yeah that's uh i'm glad you brought that up i'd forgot about it so the the free picks on the website hit eight of 12 on top on the on the remington park card um and i i'm thinking and i don't know off the top of my head now but two of the losses got second and the other two got third i think we hit the board with all 12 um got some exactas got some tries got the trifecta in the in the feature and uh, that was really thanks to you for talking me into throwing that nine in there and we <laughs> boxed the try with the nine involved and, and was able to get that home so good job yeah we had a great great night i tell you that was fun yeah, and that try paid seventy five bucks for fifty. Wow! So because of that nine horse, <laughs> absolutely. And sometimes, uh, you know, you just gotta beat, uh, you know, those horses, those heavy horses on top in that situation. And yeah. and we did it there. You know, if it, yeah. if it's the same three horses as one of the big favorites on top, it might pay twenty bucks. You know, exactly. That so just it just um, it worked out. All right. Uh, yeah, Dennis uh, chiming in now. He, he was high on rated R superstar going into this race. And uh, we were talking to those uh, some of these other guys. They're like, I don't know. We like Cattle River. Like, no, rated R is going to win. And we were right. It was great. Rated R superstar wins the 11th race. Uh, Cattle River, the heavy favorite, nowhere to be found. Two really uh, good uh, local Oklahoma horses run one, two here. Number one dude, the Oklahoma Brad, gets second. He ran great. But I know you want to gush about Rated R Superstar. You've got some stats. I want to hear them. Well, you and I uh, love the older horses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, thank you there, Michael. (laughs) Yeah, listen, uh, I also got – I can't remember who – somebody sent me a message on Twitter saying, boy, I'm glad your dad talked about the nine because they did like a little saver bet. Oh, it's Vicky. Vicky. Okay. Um, Vicky Felker. So she was she was happy for that as well. All right, go ahead though. It's rated our super. Well, you and I have always been uh fans of these hard knocking horses that just run and run and run and run. And this horse is two weeks away from being 10 and probably is running better than it's ever ran. Yep. And I'm not gonna mention any trainers' names. I'm not going to accept the connections that we have now. Mm-hmm. I went back and did extensive research and, you know, I, I don't know how good this horse could have been if it had had the proper connections through mm-hmm. the years. Uh, in its early going, the first 25 races, the horse ran the first 25 races when it was young and was three, four, probably even five years old. Did it did okay? He won some races. Yep. In those 25 races, he was at 13 different tracks. 13 different tracks. Digest that a minute. I know. You don't do a horse like that. No. You just don't. You just ship him all over the place. 17 different jockeys. 
in 25 races. This is a crime. This is a crime. Look up who that trainer is. And if you ever want to have a horse, don't give him to that trainer. <laughs> Just don't do it. Right. The trainer doesn't care about the horse. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the name, but the trainer does not care about the you can't do a horse like that. You just can't. So by the time the next trainer got him, I think he was pretty well done. You know, yeah, I think he was cooked. He was cooked. Mm -hmm. And he, again, I, I don't, he only ran at four different tracks. He had nine different jocks. He went 17, two, two, and two. So out of 17 starts, he got a couple of wins, a couple of seconds, and a couple of thirds. And then I remember the day like it was yesterday when Danny Caldwell, well-known guy in the circuit that we follow, yeah. Oakland, Paramentos, and Remington, we follow that one religiously, claimed this horse for $50,000. And by the way, it's the only race the horse has ever ran for a tag, except maybe an allowance. Yeah, with the optional tag, yeah. yeah. The only claiming race this horse has ever been in out of 65 starts. Yeah. This is incredible. And Danny claimed him for $50,000. And I remember that day and I texted you, I said, what in the world is he thinking? Yep. Because the horse hadn't run well in a long, long time. And, and Danny doesn't claim $50,000 horses. He just doesn't. But Danny is one of the best. Mm -hmm. at doing this I, I wish danny was was listening i mean I, you know him extremely well i don't but anyway i admire him so since danny has had the horse i think he bought him when he was seven mm -hmm. so he's ran him as a seven and eight and a nine-year-old yep okay he's been in 17 starts and he's won six times with three seconds and a third as a seven, an eight, and a nine-year-old. So of his 13 wins, seven of them, or six of them, have come as a seven, eight, and nine-year-old. And it shows you what stability can do to a horse. Mm -hmm. He's ran at four different tracks. Mainly, though, all but all but one have been at Oakland, Prairie Meadows, and Remington, which is the circuit Danny's on. Yeah. He ran him at Lone Star once. I think it was on the turf. That Lone Star. No, that was at Remington. They ran him on the turf. He's had five different jocks during those races. And he's running better than he's ever run in his life. Over his career, he's ran 65 times. He's had 29 different jockeys. And he's ran at 15 different racetracks. This horse has ran at every racetrack that's anything in the country. It's Saratoga, Churchill, Keeneland, Belmont, uh, Pimlico. Oaklawn, you name it. He's not been on the West Coast. He's not, well, uh, Turfway. He's been a Turfway. This is an amazing animal. Yeah, he, he really has become uh, incredible. And and almost $1.8 million after that yeah. win that this horse has earned. And he said it. He, he's earned $600,000 this year. Uh, so that's unbelievable. That's a nine-year-old. I know, I know. He earned uh, thir about 3300 mm, $3, last year in 2021 as an eight-year-old. So as an eight- and nine-year-old, he's almost at a million. That is incredible. And he ran great the other night. He had to hold off number one dude. I tell you, that was a great stretch run yeah. between those two. So when you add in 2020, he has made right at a million dollars uh, as seven, eight, and for, for year seven, eight, and nine. That is yeah. 
really, really incredible. And you mentioned it. They got a little bit of stability with the source. They didn't try nope. to move him all over the place. Nope. Um, and they just they they got him kind of in a program that they put on like Domain's rap, same kind of thing. Uh, when, mm-hmm. when when they claimed him, just try to, you know, I've heard Danny talk about this some, and they they basically said they really ease up on the training with the with the horse when they get a little older. They don't take him out quite as much. They don't they don't work him quite as hard. And he compared it to like a, a Peyton Manning. He goes, you could, when he was playing, he goes, can you you know when you were uh, when you got to the twilight of your career, like you're a Peyton Manning, you can't tell me he went out there and practiced as hard as when he practiced when he was in his 20s. And yeah. probably right. Now, I don't know anything about training a racehorse, so but that's that's his theory on it anyway, and seems to be working. Yeah. He trained in 43 stakes races out of 65 stars. <laughs> this is a fantastic horse. It he really is. He's just durable. Yeah. And he likes to run. I I, I don't know whether you saw Danny interviewed after the race. Yeah. They asked him about the turf, what was going on. Why'd you put him on the turf? And he goes, Well, he needed to run. There wasn't any place to run. There wasn't any race to put him in. So he tried it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I love the horse. I love it. I, every time he runs, I got to watch him. I, I, I make it a point to try to, if I if I can, yeah. to watch him. He's something yeah. else. Curdy Manilow said, looks like I got blocked on my main account, but just here, I don't know. That That is not possible. I wouldn't know how we would have blocked one of yours account. Your accounts, you're Absolutely one of our better commenters, not. but um, I don't think you did. But uh, rated our superstar clean, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. He, he just he just is chucking off those wins. So well, he yeah. just runs and runs and runs. And, and, you know, you get these sometimes. You know, you don't see them very often because they don't run this long. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. All right. Well, Shoddy's here. That means we can talk about Oaklawn and her favorite horse. We're not going to start with it. Uh, we are going to start with the Tinsel Stakes. And by the way, these horses that ran in the Tinsel Stakes, you better be prepared because next time you're going to be facing Rated Our Superstar. You know he's going to Oaklawn. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's heading to Oaklawn. Try to win as a 10 year old. So, uh, but let's talk about the Tinsel. We were spot on with this one, and we watched this race together. You were over at the house when this one ran, mm-hmm. and uh, we were both against Run Classic. We didn't like the distance whatsoever, right? right? Yeah. And as the horse was turning for home, we looked at each other like, oh, we may be dumb here. But pretty much exactly what happened or what we thought would happen happened. Mm-hmm. The horse looked great. We thought the horse was the best horse of the race. We didn't think he'd get the distance. He stopped once they got mm-hmm. turned for home. Your horse is the winner, Bal Harbor. My horse comes in second, last samurai. What did you think of this race? Oh, that was a good one. And and uh I've got to uh kind of give a thumbs down to the Oakland racing crowd this day. Cause that horse uh, run classic went off to six to five. Yeah. I thought they were smarter than that. <laughs> I, I it's not only them, it's simulcasts all over the country, but I, yeah. I I was surprised the horse went off at six to five, having never done anything at this distance. So that was a dead giveaway there. And the horse did run well for a while, but he just didn't have it. And uh, uh, last summer, I thought ran really well too. Just not quite good enough to beat uh, Bal Harbor. And while we're talking here, the winner of the race, Christian Torres, hopped <laughs> on an airplane after that, flew to Rivington Park and won with Olivia Twist. Uh, want to race there too. So he had quite a day. Christian Torres did. We, we, were, talking, 
Yeah, we were talking about that on the Thursday show. With like, how's he going to get there? We were speculating, probably going to take a plane, and then Shoddy uh, tweeted us a picture, and sure enough, he was boarding a plane in Arkansas to go to Oklahoma. So yeah, he comes out and, and wins a couple of stakes. And we said it; he needs to be at both places because he can win stakes both days or both places on the yeah. same day, and he did it. That's right. And by the way, he was right back at Oklahoma winning races Sunday as well. And oh, yep. by the way, he was the leading rider at Remington Park this meet. Incredible. Uh, hey, he's, he's, got, he's on a roll and he's got to keep riding, man. You never know whenever that streak will stop, you know? Well, I, it's, it's really, it's really unbelievable um, how, how this has happened with, uh, with Christian Torres. He's, he hasn't come out of nowhere, so to speak, but he certainly has, has stepped up his game in a big, big way. Uh, definitely uh, a, a jock that, we'd heard of but man he just looks really really good this year so uh with this one yeah it was really a distance play right uh yeah. diodoro with val harbor two races back mile and eighth looked great and in last samurai is just kind of that hard knocker dropping in class but had proven distance form and he just couldn't get to ball harbor in the end but it was a good race yeah it was it's always good to get one <laughs> all right let's uh go to the other stakes real quick here the poinsettia stakes uh you know this was one we said it, they all kind of look the same. We took a shot with Ari Oakley and didn't she didn't run very well. We were against uh Caribbean Caper and you know got third. We were right to be against her, but you know, Pretty Birdie was one we didn't mention much. She just kind of dominated. We did like Sarah Harper as a little bit of a long mm -hmm. shot. Um, I don't know what more really to say about this one. I don't think these are great horses. We didn't think so going into this race, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, 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 like at all, right. No, we we had a hard time picking this one because we've considered Sarah Harper and that horse is not very good, I don't think. And that's why I didn't pick the horse. Uh, I went we both went with Ari Oakley because of the price, I think, more than anything else. So mm -hmm. The horse was five to one on the morning line, figuring, uh, you know, you're going to get at least three to one, four to one. And uh, anyway, yeah, very disappointing in that horse. But I don't think any of these, I don't think we're going to hear much from any of these down the road. I don't either. I, I think the next kind of step down the road, you're going to have some a little bit better horses. Yeah. Uh, pretty birdie, though, at times can jump up and run a pretty big race. I just don't know if she's, you know, quote unquote, that good. We'll right. see, though. It was a good race. We shouldn't throw shade here. It was a pretty good race for exactly. her. Exactly um to win this one and and you know move on to the next all right now we got to talk about barber road uh if you haven't seen it yet i did a video on uh, identifying bad favorites and a couple of angles that you can identify some bad favorites barber road was subject line number one uh on that video much to shoddy's uh disappointment but at four to five he's like you're gonna your, your mouth's gonna water when you see him at four to five in any race and uh, we're able to get him beat here. It wasn't that bad of a race, I guess, first first back uh, for Barber Road. But, um, you know, disc jockey for Christian Torres and who? Robertino Diodoro get the job done here. Uh, what did you what, what do you have any well, thoughts on Barber Road? You got to be disappointed, don't you? He was worse than I thought he would be. An allowance, you know, yeah, you can't win it. I think you've got to be disappointed in that. I would be. I, I would think he 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 would have to win this race, wouldn't you? I just think there's issues somewhere. Maybe he didn't like the track. I don't know, but I just think you got to win this race if you're Barbara Road. You know. 
Dennis says Barbara Road is going to win next out. Where where do you think they're going to run him to where he can win? That's my question. Because I just I, he's not going to beat these type of horses. I don't think. I he is just the type that are that's always going to fool you. He just has that look, man. He just cannot get it done in these races. And I get it was a drop down in class and it was a layoff, but it's just he just kind of plops for second and third, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, if it's a drop down in class, you have to win. Yeah. Yeah. So Shoddy's <laughs> Shoddy's not happy with me. No. Not happy and uh, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> I would I'd be extremely uh disappointed pointed in the horse. Uh, Car Ramrod says maybe Delta uh, would be good. Barbara will have to go to Asinobia <laughs> <laughs> to win for Michael. Like, probably. Keep pouring it on shoddy, boys. Keep pouring it on. <laughs> so, so, well, even shoddy, and she mentioned it in another comment that she was disappointed um, with Barbara Road. She, yeah, very, very good for shoddy and Davey, the fantasy. Oh, yeah. Know, practical move wins the Los Alamitos Derby. Um, so very, very good. Uh, sorry, Los Alamitos Futurity, I should have said. So very, very good there. And um, – yeah, my horse was fifth, and yours horse was first, and yours horse was drafted in the fifth round, and mine in the first. So a big leg up to Shoddy and Davy. That's a good uh, pick. Yeah, very good pick up there in the fifth round. Yeah. By the way, Shoddy, I don't know that I've seen you, but I did enjoy watching you guys on the uh, fantasy draft. That was you guys were really good. Yeah, if you haven't seen Shoddy and Davey yet, you can check out the last Blinkers Off episode where we did the fantasy draft. They joined us live, and you could tell they were having a lot of fun, and we were we were having a lot of fun with them. That was a yeah, good time. It was really sure. Um, Anything else uh, at Oakland you kind of want to touch on? before? Well, we real on? quick, let's go over. Uh, oh, the, yes, jockeys and trainers. Yeah, yeah. jockey uh, standings at this point. We'll just do the top three. Yeah. Uh, Taurus is leading with 11 wins out of 33 starts. And uh, Arietta is right there, too. He, he's only got seven wins. He got 11 seconds, six-thirds out of 39 starts. What a, what a opening, uh, beginning for him at this meet. And then Barrano ba kind of tailed off after a really hot start to uh, in the first week. He still got seven wins, seven seconds, seven-thirds out of 31 starts. That's not bad either. Leading trainer, Diodoro has eight wins already uh ron moquette added a couple more this week and now he has six uh and chris hardman has won five out of 12 and uh here's the big upset so far out of, at, in 29 starts steve asmussen has one win at oakland after two weeks uh that last comment you threw up there about barano not knowing uh -huh. the finish line i don't know i'm sure you've kept up on twitter about the track announcer yeah. making a comment about that. What's your opinion on that? I, you know, I think I think people really love to hate on Vic, yeah. and I think they they just listened into Oakland for anything to try to pile on him. I I didn't think anything of it, and I think he I made think a really good point. point. I thought his yeah. defense was really good. Yeah. He said, "Look, if you're announcing a sporting event and you see somebody doing something wrong, you're going to call it out." Right? Exactly. I, I think it's fine. I mean, um, if I if I if that was my jockey and he didn't know where the finish line was, I mean, I can understand that happening. I really can. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. But you still got to be mad about it. If you don't know where the finish line is, you should know that Mm -hmm. when you get on that horse. And I didn't see anything wrong with it either. I didn't get it. I mean, and I'm not a guy that gets on jockeys. You know that I don't, I don't criticize them like most, most race guys do. Yeah. But if that had been my jockey or if I'd have bet on that horse, I'd have been a little upset. I think. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think I think him forgetting the names of the horses is a bigger deal at times that he does than this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it was just one of those things that. And also, he had said like either that day or the day before that Rafael Bayerano is one of the nicest guys in the world. He loves him and all this stuff. He was basically telling him, hey, stop doing what you're doing. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. I didn't either. No, I didn't think it was either. I thought it's what the track announcer. He wasn't mean about it. No, uh-uh. he just said, "Mr. Barano, you need to start learning where the finish lines are," or something like that. Yeah. And that was it. You know, it's here's what's interesting to me, and this 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 is bigger than Vic Stoffer and, and, and what happened there. I find myself a lot of time myself a lot of times. I'll be watching a t like a, a sporting event, or I'll be watching Oakland and Vic Stoffer does that. And while I'm watching it, I hear it and I think absolutely nothing of it. I mean, nothing of it. Yeah. And then an hour later, I'll get on Twitter and everybody's throwing a fit about it. And, yeah, I, and I'm thinking, wait, is that what I saw? Oh, it is. What are they? Why are everybody throwing a fit? I mean, I don't know. It's crazy to me. I don't know that I would have even noticed anything really much about it. Dude, I didn't, I didn't think a thing of it. Not a thing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even laugh. I was just like, yeah, he wrote him. Okay. Let's go on to the next race. Right. I'll turn to Gulfstream now. Did not care a bit about it. I think people get too involved with the race announcers. I don't, you know, it's not that big a deal. Really. It's just, you know, it's just not. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. Call a race. That's you got to be pretty sharp. Well, it's it's definitely not easy. I don't envy the job, but you know it is what it is, right? I mean, yeah. it's like if he was, if he trust me, if I <laughs> this Ron is not a big, you're not a big fan, so Ron uh, Ron uh, says he should be suspended for this. From what? <laughs> for calling a race, I guess. We're gonna fine him a hundred dollars. <laughs> He only makes 50 anyway. So <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> Track announcer at Oakland. Yeah, that'd be a week's salary. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know that for a fact, but uh yeah, it's just it is what it is. Uh it's uh you know, like I said, I he, Vic is probably one of the few that would have done that. And <laughs> end of the day, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, but if you guys are up in arms about that. I, I don't know. And listen, if I, I would be the first to criticize Vic if I thought it was. Necessary. Yes, you would. <laughs> so, he's not that friendly to me and, or us. So, <laughs> Oh, he's not. I didn't know that. Uh, no, he's, I think, I think he got fed some bad information about racing dudes when he first got there. So, um, yeah. Oh, Ron saying the jock. Yeah, I, I agree. You got to know the finish line. That's okay, Ron. I admire you a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do agree that there could That's be something right. to that, Ron. I yeah. apologize. Yeah. You're right. I do too, Ron. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt. Well, I don't know if he should be suspended, but he should be taken off some rides. If I was a trainer, I would, or at least in, in the mile, I guess that was the mile, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I guess I would have to say, now, Raphael, the finish line is at the 16th pole. You do understand that, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of those quirky things at Oakland Park. It is. It is. But, you know, uh, Vic could, could say, like, or can, can, can tell, uh, Bejarano that, hey, the whole first year I called at Oakland, I didn't know that was the finish line either. <laughs> Remember when he used to call him after the finish line? And so what he did is he would, he would remind himself over and over during the race that it ends at the 16th hole. The first, if you go back and listen, the first few times he called it, I was lying. It's not the whole year, but the first two few times he called yeah. it, he called him all the way to the well. Here's what I like about Vic, and I know you know him much better than I do, but I remember the first year he was there and they interviewed him, and he had been doing it for three or four weeks. And he said, Fans, bear with me. Yeah, I have been horrible these first three or four weeks because I'm used to, to calling races at what Hollywood and he was, was he at Golden Gate too? Uh, Hollywood was where he was before Oakland. Yeah. Okay. And the fields were small mm-hmm. and he knew every horse because the same ones ran over and over and over again. He said, I've got to Oakland. We got 12 horses in a field, you know, and I don't know these horses. And he goes, I am really making a ton of mistakes, more mistakes than you guys even know. Yeah. And he's, and I thought that was pretty cool that he admitted that. Oh, I, I think, yeah, I agree. I agree. And he, if people were throwing a fit about him then, and it's like, guys, and what you just said, he's been calling five horse fields and now he's at Oakland. There's 12 in every race. He has no idea who these silks are. No. There's no. no crossover really between the no. California circuit versus right. the Oakland circuit, especially then. Now you've kind of got Deodoro that go both places, but again, yeah, you had to cut him some slack. Not only that, he hadn't called in a long time. And right. then you get thrown at Oakland and it's the winter and it might be raining or snowing. And it's like, that's a tough place to call. Well, you and I have been down there when it's snowed and you can't see a thing on it. And, th- and there's been times it's been foggy down there and he can't see anything on that back stretch. You mm-hmm. cannot see a thing. On I would, it, it, and I've never asked a race caller this. I would venture to say Oakland's one of the tougher places to call because of the weather yep. and uh, you know, it's just a, it's, it, I don't know. The setup seems a little bit funky, um, I, I think it'd be tough to call there Yeah, and the, just the pure number of horses in the races. Yeah. And you've got a fan base that knows what's going on too. Well, that's the other thing. You can't get away with bad calls. You no, know? no, no, they're going to write. Well, they, they, they were all over the legendary Terry Wallace yep. as he aged and got a little bit older and messed up a race or two. This is a guy that was Mr. Oaklawn, the yep. greatest ambassador for the track ever. They got on him too. Well, he did screw up the Arkansas Derby. And well, he cool. did. He did. He did. But he was like two hundred years old too. So. <laughs> he was. He got up there. He needed. He to was, listen, Terry Wallace was one of the nicest men that ever walked the earth. Yes. Yeah. He called about five years too long. He did. But he was the best racetrack caller that Oakland's ever had. He was a legend. The guy yeah. was a legend and a nice man. He was. Such he, a nice man. He was Oakland, like you said, and he yeah. really had great race calls. Uh, he did. Before those last couple. Yep. All right. Well, since you're done. Oh, I was going to say one more thing. Uh, the Rockets hit the late pick five at Oakland on uh, Sunday for $776. We talked about those trainers. Uh, we really leaned heavily on Chris Hartman and Diodoro in the sequence, and they won three of the five races. Wow. So Diodoro and uh, Hartman, like you mentioned, those are two to really, really, really look at. Um, 
as we kind of move forward here. Yeah, Deodoro does extremely well down there anyway. And Hartman can get on a roll as well. He won't have as many horses as Deodoro does. So Um, you're on a roll. You had a week. My God, college basketball. (laughs) You ate it up. I tell you, I usually beat you, but I, I did really well. And I couldn't beat you this week. You were nailing everything. Yeah, number one on tally side. I uh, yeah. unbelievable. You were just nailing them all. Surprised to say the least. Uh, uh, that's probably the 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 picks I worked the least amount on and did the best. Well, I forget what day it was. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. You had twenty nine out of thirty one, and then yesterday you had thirty five out of forty. Yeah. And here I'm going. I got thirty one out of forty, and I'm going. God, that was great. And I'm looking up at you. My God, you got thirty five out of forty. <laughs> and they weren't easy either. So no, 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 <laughs> I'm going to get you this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. There won't be as many this week. They won't, they won't play. Yeah. Uh, Shoddy mentioned the weather. Good news is Oakland's not running this weekend. So weather won't be a problem this weekend. Thank you. Yeah. They're they may not have been running even if they did have scheduled races. Right. So. Right. They're, they're off, I believe, December 30th will be their next. I uh, think that's race. what you said. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to the NFL. Uh, do, let me ask you do you want to do the scores from the games or do you want to do the standings in the playoff picture? How much time you want to waste? <laughs> I think we can do the standings and cover the scores at the same time. Okay. Let's, let's do well. Okay. What am I going to put up on the screen here? The standings? That's fine. All right, let's start at the AFC. Okay. okay. Here are your current seven. I've got them up on the screen now for the podcast listeners. Buffalo in front, Kansas City second, Cincinnati third, Tennessee hanging on to fourth, hanging on to that division, Baltimore fifth, the Chargers sixth, and the Dolphins in seventh. Okay. I think this is how it's going to end up being. What do you think? Oh. Uh... Buffalo has a little tougher schedule than the Chiefs is the only thing. Uh, I think they're better than the Chiefs. Dadgummit. I was going to look at that. And we moved up the time. Okay, let me look here real quick. It won't take but a second because Buffalo's first in my magazine here. All right, let's look at their schedule. All right, they got to go to Chicago this week. They should win that. Here's the toughie they have. They have to go to Cincinnati on a Monday night. Yep. And then they have New England at home. While the Chiefs have the Broncos, the Seahawks, both at home, and they end up at Vegas, and that's kind of a tricky game. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's uh, That game with Cincinnati for Buffalo is going to be tough because the Bengals are playing really well. So that would be the only, only thing. Um, I don't think – now, the only other one is – Jacksonville could catch Tennessee as mm-hmm. bad as the Titans are playing. That would be the only other one. But I would agree with you on the rest of them. I think the Bengals are going to hold on uh, against over the Ravens, you know. But, you know, talk about some of these games. You got that game, Buffalo and Miami. I've got to give Miami a ton of credit for going up there in that cold weather and playing as well as they did. Yeah. They took it to them, and they almost won that, and they could have won that. They really were impressive. I was really impressed with them. Uh, they got to get home now, finally. And, again, we've mentioned this over and over and over again. They've played three straight road games, two of them in California. The other is not an easy trip to Buffalo. You know, three straight. 
and they got home now, and they've got Green Bay next week. They got to go to New England, and they got the Jets. So you would think they'll win two of those, and they'll be in, I would yeah. think. Uh, I, you never know about the Chargers. I think Miami's probably safe. Uh, yeah, the Chargers, you never know, but I've looked at their schedule. I think they're probably safe. Uh, I <laughs> they, I know that's tough to say when it's the Chargers, but they – I put it that they should be safe. They should. Yeah. Here, I'm going to read it off to you right now. They have. Uh, they're at the Colts. I mean, you got to win that game. Uh, you have to win that. They're at home against the Rams. You have to win that. They're on the road against Denver. Yep. They should win two of those for sure. And two of them is going to get them all. Two's going to get you in. So yeah, no doubt, no doubt. They should be in. Um, you mentioned Baltimore. I think they'll be good enough to make a wild card. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Tennessee, Jacksonville, they play last game of the year. That might determine that. Well, I got Tennessee's schedule here. Go ahead. They should win next week. They have Houston at home. I just can't see how Houston's got anything left after the two performances. He They put up the last two weeks and lost them both. Yeah. Yeah, they were great against Dallas, and they played really well yesterday against the Chiefs and didn't win. And now they got to go on the road to Tennessee. Surely to God, Tennessee's going to win that. Yeah. And then Tennessee's got Dallas. And that game's at home. I don't see them winning that. But but let's look at Jacksonville real quick. Because if Tennessee wins one of them, that gets them to eight. Jacksonville's got – they go to New York to play the Jets. But that's the big game. Yeah. They're at Houston. But they got to win two of them. Well, they really need to win them all. Well, not really. If they if they win them all, they're going to make it. But if the if the Titans are eight and eight going into that game, and Jacksonville is seven and nine, if Jacksonville beats them, they're in. They will ha- have two wins over the Titans. Oh, that's right. They have beat them. So so yeah, they could get in. It, yeah, I mean, they definitely could. It, this if they could beat the Jets, and that's a big if. But if they could, that all of a sudden yeah. they are in a, 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 a yep. basically where they they and they're you know, they're playing really well right yeah, now. They are. They really are. Uh, just running down through this, um, the big winners in the in the in the the AFC this week. Buffalo continues to win. The Chiefs continue to win. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers, huge win for them yeah. this week. Uh, the Bengals going into Tampa, coming from behind and winning. That's huge. And, of course, the Jags, the big losers, Baltimore. But are we surprised? Well, I thought the biggest loser was New England. Did you see well, yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that? right. that's, that's next. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm saving them for last. Wow. Uh, Tennessee, huge. That, that, yeah. that was not good. And uh, the Jets losing oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, but New England. Now we got to talk about this. Ugh. Now, okay, for those of you that didn't see it, if you didn't see it, you're not going to believe it when you do see it. Yeah, the game was tied, right? Mm-hmm. And what was there? Like two seconds left when they kicked off. Four seconds, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oak, uh, Oakland. The Vegas had just tied the game at 24. All that was left was to kick it off. What, or did they run a play? No, they they kicked it off, and then the Chargers or the geez, the uh, the the Patriots ran a play. They ran a play. They ran the, the ball. No, this was the play. They threw a pass, and then oh, yeah, they started lateraling it on the after the pass. Okay, 
Now, I refuse to believe that Belichick called that. No, they've they've said it was not called. The receiver said this was not a called play. Okay. This has got to be the dumbest play ever. Yeah. Now, uh, so they threw it to the running back, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so he lateraled it first, but it was a safe lateral. It was just like a yes. two yards apart lateral to a receiver who then threw the ball, what, 15 yards backwards? Yes. Yep. What in the hell was he thinking? I don't know. And it was intercepted. Yeah. He not only threw it backwards, he threw it across the field a little bit. Yep. Right to a Raider who then ran over a guy that tried to tackle him in one of the worst tackle tried to tackles I ever saw, but I think he was shocked. Yeah. And he, he ran it for a touchdown and they beat him and they may have eliminated New England on that right there. Yep. I mean, if New England wins that game, they're up here in that eight and six bracket, and I'm not sitting here saying it's a it's right. a done deal for these top seven. And they have the tiebreaker between those two teams had they won that game too. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable that they lose. Here's the thing, guys. This is what makes coaching so hard. That's not coaching. No. That's stupidity on the part of your players who should know better at this level. And you're standing over on the sideline. You're going, what are they doing? Yeah. And I guarantee you when they went on the field, they said, okay, one last play. Let's run it see what happens. Play for overtime, see if we can pull it out. Yep. It's crazy what happened. So they really is. I mean, they're in big trouble. They're probably done. Um, they're I think that to- took them. I do. I that would have been a huge win for them on the road. It would have been their second straight. They'd have got to eight and six, and the Jets lost. I believe that because I let me look real quick here. Well, the biggest Here's part of it is this they have to finish with the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the yeah. Bills. So you can't lose to the Raiders when you no. get those three games left. Because you'd had a little breathing room there had you got that in. You've been eight and six. Um, I don't. They may not win any of those. I don't think they will. No, I think they, they might at home. Yeah, they might beat them at New England, but they're not going to Buffalo and beat the Bills unless the Bills have everything clinched, and they're not going to because the Chiefs, I don't think, are going to lose again. I think the Bills have to win out. So, yeah, there's not going to be any buy games for the Bills. No. There's a group of teams at six and eight that aren't the Jaguars. The Jaguars still have a great shot. These other six and eight teams, Raiders, Cleveland, and Steelers, uh, the Raiders should have their asses completely kicked for the dumbass games they've lost this year. They should be up here with a chance. Now they're probably – they have to have a lot go right. And the Steelers, man, if they just would have started a little better, maybe with a chance, I think they're pretty much out, though. The Steelers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Raiders, they're better than six and eight. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They they just had some terrible losses. They've got the talent to be right up here in this wild card uh, picture. but They do. Not to be. All right, let's go to the NFC where we've got, you know, basically a shoe-in for the number one. That's the Eagles at 13 and one. I heard Jalen Hurts is a little banged up after the game on a Sunday against the Bears, so – uh, but he, he can afford to take a week or two off. Nothing serious. Vikings got a huge win. They're now at number two at 11 and three. The 49ers keep rolling. They are third. Tampa somehow hanging on in that division at six and eight right now. They're fourth. Cowboys lose, but that's kind of what they do this time of year. They're fifth. The Giants got the huge win over the Redskins to be sixth. And then, excuse me, the Commanders to be sixth. And then the Commanders sit in seventh. 
This one's going to have some moving and shaking still, I think, because Seattle's sitting there at 7-7. Seven and seven, And then, of course, the Detroit Lions sit there at 7-7. Seven and seven. You basically have got four spots there, and only two teams can make it. Um, what were your thoughts on the NFC uh, action? Uh, well, the Minnesota game was phenomenal. Yes. And uh, Indianapolis, how can you lose that game? But they did. Yeah. Uh, Dallas was putrid again. They should have lost to Houston the week before. That's a big lot. The biggest win was the Giants. No question about it. No doubt. And uh, I was really impressed with them. Uh, the commanders turned the ball over way too much, and that beat them. They're not good enough to fumble the ball all over the field like they did and win. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And the Giants showed a lot of toughness. Barkley was great. I think they clinched a playoff spot with the win. I think they got enough of a cushion. Although their schedule's tough, but. I don't know because they have to. They have to go to Minnesota this week. They do have the Colts at home. That should be a win. And but they go to Philly last game of the year. That Philly game though may not mean anything to Philadelphia. It may not. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, I don't think they clinched it. They went a long ways. I think they can make it now. Well, if they beat Indy, that'll give them no worse than nine, seven, and one. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle is done. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Seattle. Now, Detroit could still get in there. They can win their last three. Yeah, they, they, they're going to have to win their last three. Um, gosh, they could. I think there's a game they should win. The Bears at home game they should win at Green Bay. I mean, they should win these games. They should. They went into New York and won a must game. Yep. They got to go into Carolina and win a must game. They got to go win that game. They're better than Carolina. Mm-hmm. They should do it. And it, it wouldn't it be terrible if it came down to Green Bay and Green Bay beat them that last game of the year and knocked them out. Oh, I know. And it's 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 possible because I think this is going to come down to the last week. You've got the Redskins. They have to go to San Francisco this week. I don't think that's going to be good. But then they've no, got back-to-back home games against the Browns and the Cowboys. The Cowboys were probably going to have zero to play for that last week. Yeah. And they're going to go 9-7-1. and one. And I think New York's going to go 9-7-1. and one. Yep. And I think it's going to come down to can the Lions, who have been miraculous, yeah. can they get three more? I don't know. Yeah, in order to do that, they're going to have to win nine of their last ten. That's what it would be. Yeah. Nine and other. I just don't know. You know, very few teams are good enough to do that. Yeah. You know, even the great teams like the Bills and the Chiefs, they haven't done it. So that's really hard to do that. Uh, how about this Eagles team? I tell you, even when they don't play very well, yeah, they win. And I, you know, I called that one yesterday. I, I just, but I thought they were going to beat me the way they came back like that. And anyway, they are impressive. I don't think Hurts will miss this game this week. I don't think he will. I think he plays in that yeah, Dallas game. If he's able, he will probably play. He will play. He doubt. is a tough son of a gun. You he's want tough. that fifth spot because you're going to get to play the NFC South Division winner. Mm-hmm. And whoever that is, is horrible. Yeah. And you're going to have to play a road game. You just as well play a crappy team on the road that first round. So Dallas is in the catbird seat as far as that goes. Yep. Um, 
Dallas, and then they'll they'll if they would win that game, they're probably going to play Philadelphia, and you know it's a divisional game. They can go up there and beat them. I'm not saying they're going to. They're probably not, but they could. They could, and yeah. so that's you want that fifth spot. If you're not going to win the division, you want that fifth spot. Uh, they're probably pulling for anybody but Tampa to win it. But I, uh, they're pretty. I, you know, I just think Dallas is locked in at five right now. They yeah, probably just need one more win. Yeah, exactly. And they they'll, they'll get it, uh, even though they're choking like normal. Bron uh, says Philly versus Buffalo or Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Book it. They seem to be the three teams that are playing the best. Right now, I'd throw San Francisco as kind of that fourth team that's playing the best right now. Would you agree with that? Well, definitely. Uh, yeah. The 49ers are probably – the Eagles and the 49ers are playing the best yeah. in the uh, NFC. And don't don't discount the Chiefs yet because they still could get the home field. They still could. That's going to be the big key. If they get the home field, maybe you start to lean to them. They, they're not very good. Look at I agree. I, I really don't think they're that good. Um, we'll, we'll see, you know. But I don't either. Uh, but here's the deal: I don't think they're good either. But they won, and, yeah. and you know, yeah, they they did. It's and that, had they lost, that would have been a just a horrible, horrible loss. But they did win. So if they get the home field, you know, it's going to be hard to go in there and beat them. Even a team as good as Buffalo. The other thing is, too, we got. I worry sometimes about Allen getting hurt for Buffalo, mm-hmm. the pounding he takes. The other night, were you watching Aaron when he broke that run? Yeah. yeah. He just ran away from people. Yep. The guy is just so sneaky fast. He is so fast for a guy that big. He is. Yeah. That was it. That, like you said, that was a hell of a game. There was a lot oh, of players yeah. in that game that made great plays. And uh, definitely Josh Allen was one of them. He was he was awesome. In that there game. was tons of good games. The uh, Dallas game was fantastic yesterday. The Minnesota game, of course. Um, New York and, and Washington was very entertaining last night, I thought. Yes, uh, I agree. Probably leaving one out, but there's, I didn't get to see any of the Detroit Lions game. That probably was a good one, too. So a lot of good games yesterday. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. So – we will see uh, update on those on those teams here that are battling for that sixth and seventh spot, right? So I'll give mm-hmm. you the early lines here. Uh, the Giants are a three and a half point underdog uh, against the Vikings, so Giants are an underdog. Washington is a seven point underdog against Seattle, or excuse me, against San Francisco. That's okay. another underdog. Uh, Seattle is a nine and a half point underdog to the Chiefs. So there's three of the teams that are underdogs. And then you have the Lions. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, so the Lions are favored. The other three yeah. teams competing are underdogs. Not that that means anything, just saying. Yeah. yeah, I give the Giants half a chance against the Vikings. You know, I the Vikings, I don't know. I think they're not that good. <laughs> they no. just aren't. No. They just aren't. Uh I don't think the commanders can beat the 49ers. I don't think they have the quarterback. And I, and I like the guy, but I don't think he's good enough to go out there and beat him. City makes a good point. She thinks Minnesota's getting beat in the first round, and that's who Philadelphia is going to play, whether that be the Giants, Commanders, Seattle, De- Detroit, whoever it ends up being. That's a good point. Yeah. It could happen. Now, um, the Vikings get a bye also. Right. So, um, yeah. 
That could happen. I, I'm not high on the Vikings. I think San Francisco is the second best team in the NFC. I could see San Francisco getting up and getting that two seed as well. So yeah. I wouldn't. Vikings may end up being three, and then they'll have to play the six. Which you know, you know, if 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 San Francisco would take care of the seven, then then the six would play Philadelphia. So yeah, the thing about the the Niners, their defense is so good. You know, it's really it's it's tough, and it's hard to beat them in San Francisco. It's hard to go out there and win. Um, let's see. Final thought here before we go on. Uh, that terrible NFC South, six and eight. Tampa still in the lead. Other three teams are five and nine. Um, scrolling up here, Tampa is a favorite against the Cardinals this weekend, so they are favored. Is that at home? Uh, no, it's at uh, at uh, Arizona. They got to win that game. They yeah, have they have to. The Falcons are seven point underdogs against the Ravens. Uh, Carolina two and a half point underdogs against Detroit. And the Browns are, or excuse me, the Saints are three-point underdogs against the Browns. So they have to go to Cleveland. Yes. Amazingly, at seven and eight, all the other teams could lose, and they could fall to five and ten. And <laughs> at seven and eight, they're going to be two games ahead with two games to go. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> they're awful. Tampa Bay is awful. Yeah. It's incredible. It's just incredible that they're going to win this division. Absolutely incredible. A uh, couple questions here. World Cup, Davey, wants to know, did you go and watch it? You I said did. you were going to. Did you watch it? I did. I have oh, – I was reading some stuff on Twitter today from some guys that aren't soccer people either, mm-hmm. and I kind of thought the same thing. I just don't think you should, you should decide a game of that magnitude by penalty kicks. Right. I just don't think you should because it's fairly easy to score. I mean, obviously, the Argentina goalie was a little better than the French. I just don't think a game of that magnitude should come down to that. I think you play till somebody scores a goal. Well, and I think, yeah, they could have they could have done that, right? Yeah. Because they, a, a team did score a goal in overtime, and if it was sudden death overtime, it's like, okay, it's over. But, you know, in a soccer game, you might play for two hours before somebody was to score. Well, I guess – and I don't really – I shouldn't be making comments because I'm not a soccer guy. I don't understand it. You know, I don't, I don't know that much about it, I should right. say. But I just feel like that's kind of – just don't think you should solve a, a game of that importance on penalty kicks when it might be kind of lucky when you do stop one. You know, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Now, Mike Somage was – he's a soccer guy. He was dead on on the Daily Show yesterday that he thought if they got to overtime, Argentina had the game won. Right, got to the penalty kick, yeah. Got to the penalty kicks, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, because he knew the goalie. He said this goalie will stop him. And And he knew that their penalty kickers, whatever you want to call them, were really good too. And you notice he did call uh, – he said they'll they'll insert somebody in there that hasn't played very much. Yep. And their second guy, I think it was the second one, hadn't played but about 10 minutes, I think. Yep. And he nailed that kick. (laughs) (laughs) Did the French goalie even – he never stopped one, did he? I don't think so. I don't think I he don't did think either. So. No. The Argentine goalies sh- uh, stopped too. We, we it was kind of cool. We stayed together watching that after the show, and uh, it, when it went to penalty kicks, he said, "You just got to watch this goalie for Argentina. He's a nut, and he will mess he with them." 
and he is, he's crazy. And uh, he's my new, my only favorite soccer player. So they argue, <laughs> you go, I don't know his name, but he is my favorite. He looked now. pretty old. <laughs> Maybe he is. I don't he know. Did. You know, uh, I was sitting there watching that. And of course, in the United States, it's most of us could care less because yeah. soccer's not that big. But in those countries, that's it, man. Yeah. And the pressure on those kickers. Where, to me, I don't blame the goalie if he doesn't stop it. <laughs> just, no, no, no. It's the kicker. It, it's if the kicker makes a good kick, it's going to be hard to stop it. And yeah. um, I, that was that would be what I the, the pressure on those on those kickers to make yeah. the goal. You yeah. know, because those French guys have got to feel horrible about about missing them. But that oh, was yeah. was really cool that Messi got to. Uh, win in his last uh, go at it. That was pretty cool. This is pretty funny. It, Car Rambo says, typical bashing from non-soccer community. Geez, you didn't didn't see you complaining when Steph Curry won the dunk contest in game seven of the finals to give the Warriors the championship. <laughs> I don't get that. He's saying, he like, how do you not get that? You don't see how that's funny? He won the dunk contest. What do you mean? He's saying, "How crazy would it be if it came down to a dunk contest to win the to win the NBA championship?" I think it would be stupid. Exactly, that's what he's saying. It's it's, it's, it's he's trying to be funny. I, I thought it was hilarious. I know, but I think I thought I thought he's just kind of proving my point. Exactly, he, well, is. he is. Okay, Car Ramrod, I'm sorry. I thought you'd make it's him fun sarcasm. Of okay, got it. <laughs> See, I don't understand these guys like you do. You, you're right. It I is compared to this in the Stanley Cup final. Well, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you play overtime. You don't do shootouts. You don't do the shootouts. Absolutely. Because it, you don't want to, you know, you play five on five overtime. In the regular season, you play three on three for five minutes, and then you go to shootouts, right. which is phenomenal to watch. I love it. Mm -hmm. But in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you play till somebody scores. Yeah, and they yeah have, I, I do like the shootouts. shootouts. I like the shootouts as well, but yeah, I, I don't want to see them in my playoffs. No. Yeah. And by the way, you were talking about the soccer might go on and on and on. Well, some of those hockey games games go five, six, yeah. seven overtimes. You know, they'll play all night. Some of them. Car ramrod. That was totally on Papa Dude. Everybody knew what you were trying to get at. I did not. So I'm sorry. I absolutely apologize. And that's why I didn't understand it. Well, when you said the non-soccer community, I yeah. thought you were a member of the soccer community. And no. that's what threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> Michael says, come on, Papa, dude. Let's go. <laughs> but he's absolutely right. Yeah, let's have a dunk contest to win the NBA championship. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, it's unfortunate, but it's been that way forever. Well, and, and I, I, you know, I'm not into soccer enough to understand it. So, listen, guys, everybody got the joke but me. Okay, you've made your point, and that's good enough. You made your point. I didn't understand. What threw me off is when he said the non-soccer community, which made me think he was a member of the soccer community, which, by the way, if you are, you're weird, but that's okay. He was like, you were like, come on, let's fight about this. What are you talking no, about? No, well, I didn't understand. Uh, yeah. Well, it was a great like, point, Car Ramrod, and I really appreciate it. 
You're like, they didn't have a dunk contest. What's he talking about? I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Did, did Steph Curry make a dunk at the end of the championship game? I didn't see it. I didn't quite get that. Anyway, you're right. Anyway, though. that's it. Right. That's all the time we've got. Do you have it? Do you have it? Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Cindy, you uh, you reminded me there with your last comment there. She asked, what do you think about moving the uh, championship game to Sunday for the for the Bison instead of Saturday? I don't like it at all, Cindy. I saw your comment on Twitter, and I thought it's stupid too. And uh, I'd rather them play it maybe even a week early rather yeah. than that, you know, or something. I I'm glad you brought that up. I did want to mention it. Uh, if you guys have not seen North Dakota State play, you need to watch. It was one of the best football games I have ever seen. Yeah. The other night, them in uh, Incarnate Word, thirty-five, thirty-two in the Fargo Dome. Incredible game. Incarnate Word was fantastic. And I don't know how North Dakota State won. I don't. But again, if you don't know anything about them, look it up and see their record over the last 10 years. It's phenomenal, or less 11 years, 12 now. It's phenomenal what they've done. And this game with South Dakota State for the national championship is must-see TV. I was going to say, if you thought that game was great, this one might be better um, South Dakota State defeated North Dakota State in the regular season, 23-21, to 21, a great game. Now they're going to rematch for the national championship. Unfortunately, it is on a Sunday, as or as uh, Sydney says. But, I wonder if it's at night. Uh, it's 1 o'clock on a Sunday oh, afternoon. On that is January so good. 8th, January 8th, 1 o'clock. And there's, there, there's no college football on Saturday, is there? There wouldn't be. The national championship game would be Monday. Why are they waiting so long to play? I guess they're going to skip all the holiday, but that's, that's yes. like a long time to wait. Why wouldn't you have that on Saturday before the national championship game for the big boys on Monday? I don't know. I don't know. Because now you got the NFL audience. Yeah. That is so – well, I know what game I'll be watching, and I will be glued to the TV because the Jackrabbits and the Bison are going to put on a show. In Texas, I believe is where that game is. Yes. So the Jackrabbits are thirteen and one. Their only loss came to Iowa, first game of the year. They lost. And they almost won that game. Yeah, should have won that game. Um, And these two teams hate each other. Yes. So they're thirteen and one. Only loss was to the Division One program. And like I said, with North Dakota State, uh, you know, not that we need to brag on them anymore, but they are twelve and two. Their losses were to Arizona and Mm -hmm. to the South Dakota State team. So. It's going to be an amazing game. It's already been a down year for North Dakota State. They've lost two games. Right. Well, I remember when, when they were playing Arizona and Sydney was pissed that North Dakota State lost that game to Arizona <laughs> with a Division One team. But they, they the usually win. Oh, it's, it's incredible. And if you really want to watch some great football. And in this incarnate word, North Dakota State game was savage. Yeah. They were just knocking the crap out of each other. It was tackling at its best. I mean, yes, it was great. It was a yeah. great game. Uh, by the way, they uh, North Dakota State lost 31 to 28, so they lost by three yeah. to Arizona. Yeah. Um, and like I said, South Dakota State lost by four to Iowa. Uh, yeah, I mean, these two teams would, would be bowl teams in Division One. I. I have no doubt these two teams would make bowls if they were in the Division One. No uh, doubt. Yeah. So and you know, I, I was I could see before too long North Dakota State trying to go to Division One. I. I could see that down the road. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um they've been they've been great. They were division two, now they're division one. So 
Yep. That was way back in the day. They were Division Two, but yep, still. They're phenomenal. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I got a couple questions, but let's make them short. Okay. Because I'm getting hungry. All right. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, I really don't like any of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on. There wasn't one as a kid you didn't like. <laughs> Oh, I guess Santa Claus is coming to town would be my favorite. But I hate I really hate them all. <laughs> oh my god. So when you were a kid and we were sitting around playing Christmas music at night, I shouldn't even have had it on. No, I hated it. <laughs> Never liked it. You didn't like Rudolph? Not not really. Not really? No. You dumb. Just not know. realistic. I guess. <laughs> sure. That's the reason. <laughs> well, I like it's the most wonderful time of the year, but you probably never heard of it. No, I've heard of it. Davy likes White Christmas. Yeah. That's all right. A little, <laughs> little draggy. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, last Christmas, by the way. What is that? I don't know I what that is. No. <laughs> Oh, okay, car. That's good. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I like that. My generation, we listened to Christmas music from about the first day of December all the way through. At night, we would have records, you know, actual records that they would play. Heather Heather loves Christmas music. What's her favorite? Is she in the room? Uh, what's your favorite? You don't have a favorite? She likes them all, she says. Likes them all. Yeah. You can have one favorite? No? Okay. <laughs> all right. Rocking, uh, around tree. Rocking around the Christmas tree. That's her favorite. I like that one, too. Yeah. Is that Jingle, is that jingle Bell Rock? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I like that one. Right? It is, isn't it? Yeah. But you hate, you hate one I really like. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. No, I don't like that. No, I know you hate it. Yeah. Who sings that? What is Mariah it? Carey. Mariah Carey. Isn't it? I don't know. She may have sang it recently. I don't know if she started that. Did she? I don't know. Who is it, Cindy? Uh, Who sings that? All Mariah I want. Carey. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Okay. There you go. Mariah Carey. Mariah All right. Carey. What's the next question? Enough of this. I didn't. You did too. What? They said she said I just locked my bathroom door. I didn't. All right, here's last one. I hope I know the answer to this. Do you own holiday pajamas? No. Good, 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 good. Now I do have an aunt that buys us pajamas every. Uh, well, you do have to wear them. Well, they're not holiday pajamas though. They're just regular. Oh, like, like they're they not. They don't. They're not holiday themed. Okay. Like one year I got a pair of OU pajamas. Right? Oh, well, that's different. One year it's flannel, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the, no, I don't have a holiday pajama. No, no. But that is kind of, a, it's a, in New York when we're there, that is a, you know, we get pajamas for, for Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, last one. Okay. Can you name Santa's reindeer? Uh, no. <laughs> You are bad. No, I can't. Uh, Donner. Can any of them. 
Vixen, Donner, Vixen, Blitzen, Hitson, no, no, uh, Rudolph, <laughs> Comet, Cupid, yes. Um, did I say Donner? I did. Uh, hmm. Did you say Cupid? Did I say Cupid? I said Cupid. Can't see that. Are you crazy? Dasher, Dasher. Right, once one to go. Uh, what did say? Dancer, dancer. Well, you got another one because I don't think you said this one. Hold on, she's getting it for me. <laughs> she Prancer. 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 <laughs> All right, you cheated. <laughs> All right, that's it. Well, I'm doing so good with these Christmas themes. You don't have anything else? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys going to do anything special on Christmas Eve? You probably got to go somewhere on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah, I, I I will be busy Christmas Eve. Do you um, know this this year, and I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I will say this, and I told I told my mom my tradition. Okay, and so I have to go over there, but I'm not going to break my tradition. I oh, have my, this is my number one Christmas Christmas tradition. I know this. Any doubt. Christmas Eve, the Hawaii Bowl. Yes. I watch it from start to finish. That's my Christmas Eve. Wow. Yeah. And it's been canceled the last two years. So yeah. Christmas has been awful, but I don't think they're going to cancel it this year. Well, this year, for some reason, Sandy and I have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day together alone. We don't have to go anywhere. That's what I'm there trying to go. say. Kind of looking forward to it. I think that's a, a good good thing to do. <laughs> yep. yep, we're going to. Um, Christmas Christmas Eve is going to be Middle Tennessee and San Diego State over at Hawaii. It's going to start. There at you go. That one's at seven o'clock. Yes, can't wait. Can't wait. All right, that's a that's a dandy. It's going to be fun. Nice matchup. Probably get uh, the Woodford Reserve out and watch this game. That's that's what I used to used to do before COVID ruined my Christmas the last two years. Yeah. Going to toast the uh, Aztecs and what's Middle Tennessee? The blue something blue uh, Blue Raiders. Yeah, Blue Raiders. Yeah, should be good. Yep, yeah. should be good. Okay, right. let's get out of here. That's it. All right, guys, we're gonna get out. Thanks everybody for joining us. It's been another fun show for sure. Once again. Um, we will be back on Thursday, right? Are we doing Thursday? Well, uh, I can. It depends on blinkers off. Let's see. We don't have any what? What? No, we don't have anything going Thursday. Um, no blinkers off. We're gonna be gone Thursday. Where are we going? It's this week. I'm talking about Thursday of this week. We'll be here. <laughs> She's thinking next week. Uh, no, Thursday blinkers off. Yeah, but we will. We will, we can have a show. We don't have anything okay. going Thursday. Other than well, that. just uh, look for your notices, people. We'll decide yes. when we're going to do it. Yes, we will be back Thursday. Next week we're not going to do it though. I can already tell you that. Next week's out, but Thursday we will be back. So check back here Thursday. We will have a show. Don't know what we'll talk about yet, but we'll figure it out. So. All right, guys, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you on Thursday.
Yeah, this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. 